Hey class, this is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. First up in mentoring moment, I wanted to share with you that the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment is now available for you to take to assess your career health. This free 30-minute career advancement accelerator for professional women helps you identify the most pressing issues facing your career, uncover gaps in your professional development, and know exactly where to improve as you advance your career. The Mentor Me Health Assessment is about a 30-minute health assessment that walks you through the most critical steps um, that you'll need to advance your career, and then explains exactly, um, and, and then scores you exactly on each metric and helps you understand and where you might have gaps. From there, you'll have an opportunity to see case studies of successful uh, women that I've served in my programs uh, to help address those gaps and their results as well. And now is a great time for you to really assess your uh, career health uh, because a year ago this week, it seemed like everything in our world's changed. Um, and I think that too often we're experiencing change, right? Change is happening to us, like uh, COVID-19 and the economic decline and even some of the political and, um, and racial uh, justice unrest. Like so much of that is happening to us. So much of it feels like it's out of our control. But one of the things that you absolutely do control and one of the things that you are absolutely responsible for is your career development and your career success. And so making sure that you check the health of that assessment, just like you would check your physical health, um, you know, is critically important. And so I want you to go to mentor-me.org backslash assessment to take uh, the um, 30 minute Mentor Me Career Health Assessment. It'll be an opportunity for you to really get um, some, you know, direct training on exactly uh, where your career development is right now, um, and then be able to leverage that data to know what your best next step is. And this is particularly um, important for Black women to take because Black women already aren't paid fairly, and that hits harder in these challenging times, particularly around the economic crisis. On average, Black women in the United States are paid 38% less than white men and 21% less than white women. This pay gap starts when we're 16. Like, literally, you know, I, when I think about this, I think about my first job at McDonald's and, like, knowing that, like, Um, I was being underpaid, I was potentially being underpaid even, you know, as a new employee to my white counterparts is literally infuriating. And this gap only widens as we get older, despite the fact that Black women enroll in college at a higher rate um, than their white counterparts. So this means that even like going back to school can't be your entire game plan for making more money and having more impact in your career. And the money really matters because four and five women, um, Black women in particular, are breadwinners, right? Which means the entire household depends on their check. When Black women make more money, they are better able to care for themselves, their families, and build economic legacy. And so it is so important that you know where your career health is um, and that you assess that not just from how you feel about it or what you think is going on in your career, but really know what's going on in your career, right? Really, really, um, you know, assess it and get the hardcore data um, so that you really know where it is and then you can be more informed in how you take immediate action. Also, it's not just about the money, but it's 
also about the impact. Black women are the culture, period. However, too much Black brilliance is concentrated in lower level, lower paying jobs. And so it's important that if that sounds like you, you know, you feel like I have a lot of expertise um, and, you know, I can help this organization really thrive, but I'm stuck in this low level, low visibility job, then it's time to have more impact. And when Black women have higher level positions, they're able to have more visibility, be decision makers in their own career development and drive the organization forward forward in a more equitable way. Um, and the art to really understanding where your gaps are and then knowing a strategy on what to do next is, is what you'll get through the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment. So I'm so excited for you to take that. So excited to, um, you know, have me walk you through that health assessment and be able to provide you with the ongoing um, mentorship and career development support that you need. So again, take that at mentor-me.org backslash assessment. So next up in I Digress, this week we're talking procrastination. And this week's episode will be called You You've Put It, You've Put It Off Long Enough. Procrastination, stalling, and the cost of dragging our feet is one of my biggest concerns right now. If you all are anything like me, you've maybe put something off too long. And the longer you put it off, it's less about the thing that you actually have to do. It's more about the shame and guilt that you feel from having waited so long to do the thing you know you need to do. So join me um, as we talk about what it means to procrastinate and why you can no longer put it off for so long. So I'll be honest, a moment of vulnerability. I definitely am notorious for putting routine things off, whether it's um, things with uh, like regular car maintenance or a dentist appointment or taxes. I regularly put routine things off. And I think it's because like, I always know they're coming around. I always know they're kind of on the horizon. And so I'm often like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Like I know it has to be done and I definitely get it done, but I don't always um, provide space in my calendar and in my day-to-day life for the routine things. Um, and then when I don't do them, right, like when I don't pay my car registration on time or when I don't file my taxes on time, or if I wait, you know, an extra three weeks or four weeks for my six month dental appointment, then I'm like, oh man, like I need to do this. My dentist is going to think I'm trash, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to jail, uh, because uncle Sam is going to get me right. Like you keep like putting things off to the point that you, it's not even about the thing that you're putting off, it's about the shame and guilt because you've waited for so long. And what's true about the wait is the longer you wait, now you're worried and you're stressed, not about the thing, but about the the stress and anxiety of not have done have done the thing, right? The stress and anxiety of um, still having it to do, still having it pending on your list, knowing that it's still on your to-do list, knowing that you've never checked it off, knowing that you've never completed it. And so it's it starts to be this snowball effect of like, oh, I need to do that. And then, oh, I can't believe I haven't done that. And oh, it's still on my to-do list. And I'm a bad person because I haven't checked it off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you like, you know, spiral into a pool of shame and guilt. And so, you know, what I want to invite you to do is to really think 
about what procrastination means, not only for like you, your ability to just get things done and do what you say you're going to do, but also it's really important to think about the cost of the weight, not only in like monetary perspective, but like, what is it doing to your mental health to wait? What does it mean doing to your mental health to stay stuck? What is it doing to your mental health to keep putting off the thing you know you need to do? And what's true is that it almost always costs more to wait, whether it's late fees or loss of wages or the stress and anxiety of knowing that you need to get something done and not doing it, it always costs more to wait. I mean, I think about a library book that I borrowed. I'm pretty sure I borrowed this book in 2019, y'all. Um, and finally found it um, at some point last year. But by the time I was planning to like return it and the late fees, I was just like, you know what? Like I might as well just buy the book. Like I might as well just buy the book. And so, and I paid probably, like I probably paid $60 for this book that probably retails at $17.99 because I couldn't find it, lost it, forgot about it, realized, found it, and then like, like was scared to turn it in, right? <laughs> when I found it. Um, so ended up paying like $60 for a book, like I said, that like retails for like $17.99 or something. And so it like almost it always costs more to wait. And sure, you know, the difference between $20 and $60, you're like, oh, I can afford to blow $40. But when it comes to, for example, your career development, if you know you're in a role right now and you're making $54,000 a year, but you know you have the expertise to be making 90. Like you're literally leaving $40,000 on the table, right? So yeah, you might be able to blow $40, but can you afford to blow 40K? Can you really do that? Can your budget continue to sustain that? right? Can your sense of self-worth continue to sustain making 40K less than what you know you should be making? And if the answer to that is no, then you can't put it off any longer, right? You can't put off hiring a career coach. You can't put off being a part of the accelerator. You can't put off getting the help that you need any longer. Because I'll tell you, when I take action, even if things don't work out, at least I can sit with the fact that I've done the work, right? Nothing is worse than not doing the work and complaining about not doing the work. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she was like, you know, um, at least at the end of the day, at least I'll be able to say like, I did the work. Like I can't complain if I didn't do the work. Right. And I love, I told her, I said, I love your philosophy about that because you know, yeah, like in this world, child, it's a lot to complain about. It's a lot to mo moan about and whine about. And it's a lot of injustice and just flat out, you know, racism and sexism. And it's already so many barriers. Right. But when you do the work, at least you can say, you know, I took action. I did the work, right. Like I did the hard thing. So that even if things don't work out, you know you've done the work. And then you also have the data to take your next step. One of the things I love about getting things done or like, you know, really just like, you know, doing the work is that it allows me to collect data, right? It allows me to collect the data that I need to make in my informed next decision. Because it's not like, oh, this one thing, this one thing is salvation. There is there is no salvation. There is no cure-all button. Everything is progression forward. Everything is your best next step. Everything is, you know, do the next thing, you know, do the work. Like everything is that, right? And so when we do the work, when we, when we take one step, it allows for space for us to take the next step. But if we never take the first step, now we're two steps behind, three steps behind. And over time, we're so far behind that we get discouraged, right? 
you've put it off long enough. Um, often when I talk to women about their career development, one of, and I ask them, you know, why now? Like, why does this feel like a priority now? They're like, actually, like, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> you know, you know, I feel like everybody else is passing me by. I see other people my age or other, you know, people, um, you know, in my community doing this and doing that. And like, I try not to fall prey to de- jealousy or whatever, but like, I just feel like I cannot afford to wait any longer. And of course, I don't want to fall into a spiral that's like, you know, yeah, girl, you are too old or, you know, be an ageist. Not at all. But I hear that from 20 year olds and I hear it from 60 year olds. Everybody feels like they're behind. (laughs) Everybody feels like they should have started sooner. So if you already know you feel like you should have started sooner, then start today. And one of the ways to start today is that if you struggle with this, I want you to choose one thing and take immediate action. Like the thing I'm going to take immediate action on is I'm going to call my dentist tomorrow because it is time for my six month checkup and I need to go to the dentist. Do I want to leave my house and drag myself to the dentist? For them to take all my money because I swear I have the most expensive dentist in the world. No, but I'm going to go because that's the responsible thing to do, right? So what is the thing that you're going to do, right? What is the thing that you're going to do? I want to hear about it. Email me at hello at schoolandlifepod.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at schoolandlifepod.com or comment on our Instagram at schoolandlifepod.com podcast on Instagram. That's at school and life podcast on Instagram. I want to hear from you. I want to know um, what the one thing you're going to do to take action on right now. The one thing that you're not going to procrastinate on, it can be as simple as making a disappointment that you literally have been dreading doing forever, or it could be um, scheduling a um, one-on-one with me and applying to the accelerator so that we can help you make more money and have more impact in your career. Either way, I'm so excited to see you take immediate action. I'm so excited um, to see you not put it off any longer. So this week in TVT, we're talking Netflix's Georgia and Jenny. Georgia and Jenny is a brand new Netflix series that came out in um, 2021. Um, It features a mother and a daughter um, on their uh, road to um, trying to find a safe space for uh, them to live and grow. Um, The featured um, actresses are Sorry, the featured actresses are um, Brianne Howley, Antonia Gentry, and uh, Diesel LaToria. And um, the story basically outlines how a mother, a daughter, and a son moved to move north uh, in search of a fresh start. Um, and it is one of the most powerful and enlightening and inspiring stories I've ever um, seen. You know, everybody was complaining a couple months ago when Netflix raised their prices, but at least when it comes to Netflix, I can see where my money is going. <laughs> like their their new content is so good. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago about Firefly Lane and now they've got Georgia and Virginia and Georgia. And it's just so good. And like I said, like I can absolutely see exactly where my money is going. <laughs> um, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy to pay for things that, um, makes sense. And, you know, I think that there are two things that I really just kind of want to talk about when it comes to this show. Uh, and spoiler alert, a spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I think this is a bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to try to keep it pretty light. Uh, but I did want to kind of just talk you through it a bit. So when it comes to Georgia, I, I so could relate to this character, a woman who, well, first a child who, you know, was abused, um, 
you know, by the hands of a stepfather, not my own personal story, but, you know, I know so many women struggle with abuse, uh, sexual abuse, and, um, you know, just really felt worthless, really, you know, was like literally running away from home and um, trying to survive and, and thrive in a world where she felt so lost, getting like jumped basically into a biker gang, trying to survive, falling in love, having a baby, trying to protect her baby, trying to protect um, her family and, you know, being estranged from her siblings, having to, you know, move and shake and survive. And it, it was clear to me that she just took in all the advice that she learned throughout her life. Every step of the way she was learning, she was growing, you know, she was getting advice and feedback. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that's the one thing about advice, right? You get advice and you get feedback and people tell you, Oh, do this and do that. And you're like, okay, I'll do this. But you know that you have to know that like advice only is applicable. Well, some advice is only applicable in the moment. So basically Georgia spent her entire life like hearing people whisper in her ear, oh, do this, do that. But what ended up happening is that she was applying that same advice as she got older, as she had children, as she became a mom, as she became a wife. And that same advice just doesn't apply in every situation. And it appears that like she never really learned that. She never really understood that. And she was carrying, you know, those, those quote unquote life lessons in every lesson of her life. And it just doesn't carry over. Um, I felt so much empathy for her. I felt so much, you know, pain for her and understood why, why she made all the decisions that she made. Um, and then Jenny, her daughter, um, Georgia in the show is why Jenny um, is the product of an interracial relationship with Jenny uh, or Georgia was married or was her a former boyfriend was a black man and that's Jenny's father. And so she comes into the show as like a 15 year old um, mixed girl and she just doesn't know who she is and she doesn't really feel like she fits in anywhere. And she's moved all over um, and had trouble like having making friends and really building community. And then she gets into this lily white community where of course she sticks out like a sore thumb as a racist teacher is starting to build friends, but of course goes and like runs into the typical things that black women go into when they're trying to um, navigate friendships with white women in particular. And the story chronicles that. Um, and so much of it was like very like typical teenager, you know, stuff, which, you know, I love, like, I love a good teenage drama. I love a good teenage love story. But to see the pain um, and, 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 and shame this character was struggling with. And the, here's a trigger warning with self-harm, um, and the type of self-harm that she was struggling with. I've literally never seen, like, I've heard of self-harm before, um, you know, familiar with like self-mutilation and things like that, but the type that she was doing, I'd never heard of before. And it was so sad and so painful to see a little black girl struggling like that, even though obviously I knew it was a, you know, show and knew it wasn't real, but to just, just, see that and to know that there was a child that also may have struggled or may be struggling with that was really disturbing. Um, and then to see the lengths that Georgia, the mother had to go to to protect her children and herself. I love this show and I literally never want it to come on again. Like well, I watched the entire season, like over the course of a weekend. Um, and I literally like, do not want a season two. And y'all know, I love me a good Netflix series. I'm waiting on Firefly Lane season two. Cannot wait. So excited. But this show, this show was painful. I cannot be dragged through the mud like this anymore. Like I, I'm telling y'all, I was up and down all around. Like this shit was stressful, right? Like it was so stressful. 
Oh gosh. And so I say that jokingly, I'm, I'm excited for future um, episodes of the show, uh, episodes and seasons of the show, but my God, if you're looking for something to drag you through the mud to really just wreck your emotions, if you need a good cry or a good, like go through it with you, Jenny and Georgia is it. So please, please, please check out Netflix's Jenny and Georgia. Um, it's so good. And you're going to learn so much, even like about yourself. Like I was, you know, learning things about myself and like, oh, the, the character are so well played. Um, so I want you to check this out. And again, this is an opportunity for us to be interactive. You can connect on our Instagram under the show notes. Um, make sure you share your feedback and what you're listening to and what you liked about this week's episode. Um, and also you can, of course, connect with me personally on social at Ashley Ashire. That's at A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-S-S-H-I-R-E. Um, and that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class business.